you so much. I owe you so much, Lord. You deserve. How could I ever repay you, Lord? For all the things that you've done for me, God. Lord, how could I ever thank you enough? I owe you my worship. I owe you my life. Why you love me, I don't know, God. Why you waiting on me, I don't know, God. I don't deserve it, Lord, but you do. Could have been gone a long time ago, but Lord, 
You just keep on keeping us, Lord, you. What shall I render unto the Savior for all that you've done for us, God? Lord, you deserve it. Yes, we say yes. Lord, yes, we say yes. Lord, yes, we say yes. Lord, yes, we say I promise we say yes, Lord, 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 Come on, give God a yes today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My God, how many know he really does deserve it? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. feels good to worship him today. Amen. I appreciate you all getting here. Amen. Amen. To give God your worship on tonight. I don't know about you, but as for me, my worship is not optional. Amen. Amen. Praise is just who I am. Amen. Amen. I had some things that I needed to get done uh, around the house. Uh, you all still hear me all right? Amen. But I had some things I needed to get done around the house. I had been here all day long. And, you know, I, you know, charity begins at home. I can't just, you know, be here all day and let my family and the house and everything else just go to shambles. So I had to leave out and, and go home and handle some things. And I, it was, um, I, I cut it pretty close tonight getting back here in time. Uh, and Sister Hope said she's going to call me. Um, but then she said, I realized that you had about 15 minutes, you know, uh, because of the praise and worship. But I was like, no. Mm -mm. You know, Bible class, it still begins at 7 o'clock. I don't want to have that mentality of using the worship portion of the service as my pad time to get ready. Amen. Because you know what? Worship is important. It's important for me as a pastor. It's important from the pulpit to the door. Amen. I don't ever feel like we graduate uh, from worship. Amen. I don't feel like that we should ever use that as just something optional. And so for me, you know what, Bible class is still going to begin at 7 o'clock. Amen. Because I love getting my praise on with you all. Amen. Somebody else in here who loves giving God the praise. 
Amen. Amen. So I know it's tempting sometimes to use that as just an optional time. You know, you got a little bit, a couple of minutes to get here, and I realize that people have different things to do. So I'm not throwing up on anybody. Please don't think that. Amen. But just, I just want that mentality as for myself. Amen. Because I, I realize that the patterns that I set, you know, will often go into the congregation. So if I start getting real sloppy, um, then I think the rest of us will as well. So anyway, but worship for me is not going to be optional. All right, in your Bibles on tonight, I'm glad to see everybody here for Bible class, amen, to break um, bread with me and break bread together. This is a class, which means that everybody has the ability to participate in class tonight. Appreciate uh, Brother Bryce, Sister Brittany, Mackenzie, you all for letting your pastor come back there and get you up on your feet while you're still young and tender. You know, now I couldn't say that to the, old, the older ones in here because if I ever came and said something to them, oh, I wouldn't be, they'd they leave up out the door. But while you're still young and tender, the pastor wants just to teach you to be a worshiper and a praiser, amen? Because there's going to be a time, you know what, when y'all won't be able to stand. You know what, you won't have an option. You're going to have to sit during the praise and worship, you know, because you won't have the strength to stand. But why you got some strength in your body, amen? Amen. You ought to give God your very, very best. Amen. All right. So for the young people, at least I'm going to be coming for you all here and there, but don't take offense to it. Amen. All right. Uh, let's go to 2 Kings today, chapter number 22. It's a little warm in here. Take this off. Second Kings, chapter number 22. Uh, let me make sure I have it right. All right, we're going to start here, and I'm going to let you know in, in advance, I'm going to be quite a few uh, different places um, in this class tonight. Now, um, and, and I'm going to have a couple of little random moments in class tonight as well, probably. I, I don't know if I'll be able to tie it into the Bible class, but it's just truth anyhow. So if, we, if it seems like i got to take a couple commercial breaks from the lesson to hit a few issues, uh, just swerve over with me, and then we'll swerve on back to the Bible class on tonight. There's a lot of times that I try to you know, uh, merge over and grab something and, you know, tie it into class. But tonight we might just take some swift turns to the left for a minute. Uh, let's go ahead and take one in the beginning. Treat your wife right. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't even got nothing to tie it in with. Treat your wife right. Amen. Amen, husbands and wives. Amen. Treat your husbands right. Amen. Amen. Now, we had been in these minor prophet, uh, prophetic books, um, in Bible class, we had talked about the book of Malachi last week. Before that, it was the book of Micah. Um, in the book of Malachi, I didn't quite get to that, but there is a particular scripture. I believe it's right around the chapter 2 or 3 mark, maybe. For those of you all that went home and studied it out, you'll find out how the husbands um, in those days had dealt with their wives treacherously, I believe the Bible calls it. And because they had dealt with them treacherously, they fell out of favor with God. Amen. How many want the favor of God to be on your home? All right. So if you want the favor of God to be in your home, you got to treat your, treat your honey like she's some honey. Amen. All right. Love your wives. Amen. As Christ has loved the church. All right. Now, that was our first little commercial break, and I hadn't even got to the main thing yet. But let's get back over here to 2 Kings chapter number 22. I believe it was kind of, it was things like that that perhaps King Josiah found. Um, you know, he found the law. The book of the law that had been seemingly lost for a long, long time. Uh, but, you know, him doing these re reformations and uh, rebuilding the house of God, they found this lost book. 
and maybe somewhere in that lost book, it found something that just struck a chord with him. Now, maybe that was my chord on tonight that I'd like to strike, strike with you all. Perhaps you've put that section of the Bible because, you know, there's sometimes that we, we want to check out certain books of the Bible or certain passages of the Bible and leave others on the dusty shelf somewhere. Amen. But let's just pull that off the shelf. Amen. For those of you all that got wives and husbands, make sure that you treat them right so the Lord can bless your household. Amen. All right. Now that we pull that off, let's let's get this off the shelf tonight. Second Kings 22. We'll start reading at verse number one. Josiah was just eight years old. Hello, young people. When he began to reign. All right. So we can learn something right there. You don't have to be an old head for God to use you. You can be a little tender young buck. Amen. And God will use you. Amen. Young or old. Amen. And you're not too old for God to use you either. Amen, somebody. You know, I don't, you know, you don't get no retirement. You might get retirement on your job, amen. But in this thing, you don't retire until you cross off into the other side. If you was in a nursing home somewhere, amen, and you didn't have hardly no strength in your body, that person who was sitting there in the wheelchair beside you, maybe you can tell them something about Jesus, amen. From the day you, from the day you start out until the day you walk up out of here, there's something for you to do, amen. Somebody, come on, give God praise for being able to work for the Lord. Y'all didn't sound excited about that. Who, how many excited about working for the Lord? All right, there's the church. All right, so he's eight years old, and he reigned 30 and one years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jedidah. Uh-huh, we'll go with that. And uh, the daughter of Adiah of Boskath. Boskath, we'll go with that. And when he did that which was right, and he did, I'm sorry, that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Y'all hear that? Didn't matter what nobody else did. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of David, his father. Now, was David his direct father? Somebody? Why, did he call, why is it called David, his father? Sister Donna? She don't, you know. You know, I'm going to keep calling on you throughout the night until you find. <laughs> but you know, why does he, somebody in this room help us out right now. Why did he call David his father? Now, David's direct, in the direct lineage of David, who was David's son, right out of, out of him. Yeah, he had many sons, all right, but he was the next successor. But it calls him uh, David's son because he didn't walk in the ways of his own father, all right? Now, if, if I'm doing this right, uh, was his father Amnon, Manasseh, Amnon? Then, uh, then it was him after that, I believe. Am I right? Some of you scholars check that out. But I know his fathers, I don't feel like that they walk with the Lord. All right. And so notice it calls him just David's son. All right. And turn not aside to the right hand or to the left. Help us, Lord, to be that way where we don't turn to the right or to the left, regardless of what our families are doing, regardless of what our peers are doing, what, regardless of what the rest of society is doing. we got this tunnel vision. we locked in on God. Amen. And that's how you can live a blessed life. And it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah. All right. So does that mean he's 18 years old? No. What does that mean? It came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah. So his 18th reign. So what are we saying here? So he would be well, how old? He would be 26. So he's still young. All right. 18, 26. You're still a knucklehead. You're still young. All right. That the king went uh, since Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Mushalom, the scribe to the house of the Lord, saying, so this is a young king. We can all agree on that. Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, that he may sum the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord, 
which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people. And let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house. Now look at this young man and where his mind was. All right. Now think about you in your 20s where your mindset was. And then think about this king. Amen. I want to say this to everybody in here, to young people. You do not have to waste your 20s. Mm. You ain't got to waste your, you don't got to waste your teen years living for the devil. All right. Regardless of what somebody's told you, I didn't get very many amens. So I'm going to say it again. You do not. And I'm going to say even bolder because y'all was quiet. You don't got to waste your 20s. You can be saved in college. Come on, you don't, you don't have to be running around just acting a fool and then wait till, you know, you don't have strength until the, the gray hairs start popping up on your head before you finally realize, well, maybe I ought to consider the Lord and what he would have to offer my life. Amen. God's got some, use your good years, amen, to serve the Lord. He's got some work for you to do. All right. And uh, where are we at? Verse number six, I believe we'll start there. Unto the carpenters and builders and masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. Now notice he's working for the house of the Lord. Notice where his priorities are. As this young king, he could have followed in the ways of the evil kings, building his own, you know, uh, house, building his own, um, you know, you know how we do. We kind of build our own, uh, what do you call our own egos, if you will. Um, and, and it's all about us. You know, we're not thinking about what we can do for God, building his house at all. It's just all about us, all right? But not so with him, all right? Howbeit there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered into their hand because they dealt faithfully. Now, that's an excellent verse that we ought to deal with. He was able to put this money right into these people's hands. He wasn't able, he didn't have to come and check in behind them. He didn't have to micromanage them. Why? Because they dealt faithfully, Amen. How many people still believe in being a faithful steward, all right? Now, which stops me for a minute, another little uh, break we can take from the Bible class. Let's work back over to Sunday before last <laughs> and uh, when I made uh, an investment, all right? Y'all rem still remember that investment I made? Oh, how soon we forget, all right? And we stood up in the lines, you know, we had a $100 line, a $50 line, and I don't know what that line became. But we brought them up here, and you know, and notice how I, I distributed the money according to those who were already willing to give from theirs. Amen. You know why? Because I wanted to use a little wisdom. Because I realized if you was going to give it, amen, I have to worry about you going out here and taking it. All right. Now, I believe there were some people in here you maybe hesitated because you just didn't trust me on that one, or you didn't know what was going on, or perhaps it just wasn't your moment to get up. Whatever the reason is, but those people we invested some money in. All right. Now, let me see a show of hands. Did anybody in here already? Uh, make use of that money and make an investment. Praise the Lord. All right, Brother Chuck told me about somebody he saw um, at a grocery store. Amen. The Lord directed him. Sister Brown. Amen. Sister Elizabeth. Amen. Let's hear from them. Amen. Now, uh, I, I, I'm a little frightened, though. I made that. <laughs> Lord, note to self, don't do that no more. <laughs> I said three, three people, and I know it was more than three people in that line, wasn't it? All right. But you know what? I believe that, you know, enough of that money found itself in faithful hands where I don't really got to do no micromanaging. I don't do no checks and balances on that. Amen. I don't have to, you know, worry about whether you took the money or not. Why? Because if it really is going to find its hands in some faithful people's hands, you know what? They're going to work that money. Amen. And they're going to make increase of it. Amen. And not just increase 
for agape, increase for the body of Christ. Amen. Now, I'm going to say this. We might not see any results from that, but as long as the body of Christ, as long as the kingdom is built, ultimately, this church is still successful. Amen. Because this church got to be all about not just agape building, about kingdom building. Somebody, come on, put your hands together if you believe that. Amen. Anybody other than me that believe that God's kingdom is beyond 6240 Georgetown Road? I say that quite often. Oh, boy, how, oh, how, how sorry, you know, this thing would be if, if, if only God had this many people. Boy, I believe God got people all over the place. He got folks in China, Indonesia, India. He got people in Mexico. He got people in the, in the ghetto. He got people, you know, in all kinds. He got people in mansions. He got rich, poor people, blue-collar workers, white-collar workers. He got white folks, black folks, Chinese folks, all different creeds, different languages. He got people from all over the world. He even got folks from Nigeria. Come on, Bishop Watercup. I see you out there. Amen. Amen. We're glad to have you visiting. Amen. We're going to hear from him soon. Amen. Before he goes, he's going to get an opportunity to get up here and, and, and preach the word of the Lord. Amen. All right. Um, but thank God the money finds itself in faithful hands. All right. Verse number, where are we at? Verse number eight. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan and read it. And Shaphan uh, the scribe came to, to the king and brought the king word again and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of them that do the work, that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest have delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass. Now this is the scripture that I want. Notice his reaction. This young man, we, I guess we could say in his 20s or so, a young king, and listen to his reaction when he hears the word of God. Amen? All right, now he went somewhere playing on his cell phone, his old school, uh, 2,000 or 3,000 years ago, whatever he had. It's, I'm going to say this, it's distractions in every age. Before y'all was harping on people looking down, you know, at their cell phone all the time, you was looking down at your newspaper, magazine, or some other crossword puzzle. You was distracted, too, back in your day, too. Amen? I know that now we may have more things to distract, but there's been distractions in every day and age. Amen? Ain't the scripture even tells us there's nothing new under the sun, all right? So it might come in a new form, but there have been distractions ever since, you know, we can go all the way back, which we will, to the beginning. There's always been some distractions. But this young man, rather than him being distracted by, you know, and as a king, I'm sure he had lots of folks that wanted to, uh, you know, they were fighting for his attention. Probably had a lot of young ladies around that he could be distracted by. A whole lot of things that he uh, could have given his attention. But when he heard the word of God, come on, verse number 11. Let me hear the congregation read it on today. And it came to pass. Come on. It caused him to stop, to, uh, to uh, have some remorse, to make a change. Amen. That's what I want right there. Ultimately, something within him, there was probably some concern that got mustered up within him. Probably a little fear. Amen. They, I, I, there's a healthy little dose of fear that you ought to have. The, the fear of the Lord, the scripture says, is the beginning of what? All right, somebody. You know, I believe there ought to be a reverence that we have for the Lord. When the word of the Lord finds us, 
We have some options, some choices that we can do. We can push it to the side. We can brush it off. We can brush off the vessel and therefore brush off the word. Amen. Sometimes we do that. Well, if it's not coming from the, your, your vessel of choice, you know, the word is still the word regardless of who it comes from. And if the word finds you, regardless if it's whoever you, uh, you know, if, if you value the vessel or not, it's still the word of the Lord. And you ought to still make some adjustments to your life. All right. So I praise God for this scripture. You know, he found the word of the Lord. And this scripture, it came to me uh, morning Bible, uh, morning service this week. And uh, when I got to church, I just found it amazing when I got here, how it was already dog-eared in my Bible. And I thought to myself, my God, you know, Lord, I can hear you just giving confirmation after confirmation that God wants us to do some changing. God wants us to give him our undivided attention. All right. And so as uh, Josiah you know, uh, had dug in these old books of the Bible. I feel like that we have dug out some scriptures um, that perhaps we haven't visited often, all right? For instance, we talked about the book of Micah. How many, last time you read Micah was probably a while. We also had visited last week in uh, Bible class Malachi. Now, how about this on tonight? Let's just quickly take another visit through um, another uh, minor prophet, all right? Let's go over to the book of Amos on tonight. I told y'all it's going to be quite a few different places. I hope you brought your Bible. All right, good. Uh, somebody in here tell me, what do all those uh, things have in common? Amos, Malachi, and Micah. They're all considered what? Oh, good job. All right, we can skip over that lesson. All right. Uh, Amos was from Tekoa, a small town about six miles from uh, south of Bethlehem and 11 miles from Jerusalem. He was not a man of the court like Isaiah. All right, so he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in there in, into all the politics and everything like Isaiah or a priest like Jeremiah. But nonetheless, he was still a man of God. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Didn't I just say that earlier? God got people from all walks of life. All right, you better, before you discount that little country preacher, you know, and you, you try to pull his preacher card, you better realize God got folks of all walks of life. All right, man? He got folks in politics. He's got people that are rich, folks that are poor, people from the city, people from the country, all over the world. And so Amos was this little country boy type of a, a prophet, all right? Let's go and read about him in Amos chapter number one on tonight. The words of Amos, who was among the herdmen of Tekoa. Y'all hear that? Who was he among again? Clothes probably smell. Now, before I got here, I had cut my grass and that's one thing Micah said. I hope you're going to freshen up when you go to Bible class. <laughs> Boy, she called me out real good. I got close to her. She said, uh-uh, not over here. <laughs> you know, you know I, was, yeah, I cut my own grass. And so, uh, you know, I can imagine him probably having a little odor to him. He out there with the herdsmen and things. But nonetheless, he still got, might have a little stink, but he got a word. <laughs> Y'all hear that? <laughs> All right. All right. Which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. All right. So Amos, uh, he has this message, and his message is geared towards Israel. This is a pre-exilic book, which means this is pre-exile. They had not been punished as of yet, uh, but Amos saw some punishment coming, and warning comes before destruction. Thank God. Woo, thank God the warning comes before destruction. Amen. That's why it's important to listen to the man or woman of God. Amen. And so he comes uh, with a message towards Israel. And his message 
is concerning injustice that he saw. Now, you know, I, let me just kind of sum it up, and maybe you can go study the book of Amos, because I don't want to spend a lot of time in this on tonight. But, you know, they had waxed rich. Rich, but not right with God. Rich, but not rich towards God. And these riches you get down here, if you don't lay up, lay up some uh, riches up in heaven, these riches ultimately are going to amount to nothing. All right? Now, don't get upset when you look out your window and you start seeing people doing better off than you are because perhaps them are the same folks that you won't see in the pearly gates on the other side. Amen? So, thank God, how many in here are laying up some treasures up in heaven? That's the riches that we ought to be uh, really buckling down and trying to obtain. Amen? Not just having a big bank account, but having something upstairs with God. Thank God for all those that are laying up some treasures. And so, though they had all these riches... They still were, you know, a lot of injustice that was going on. They would cheat people. They would just run over the poor. They weren't concerned uh, about justice at all, weren't concerned about their brothers at all. And Amos has this word for them, all right? Now, let's go over here. I want to just fast forward on tonight. just want to spend a little time in this. Amos chapter number 5 on tonight. And let's go down to verse number 18. Y'all still there? All right. Uh, first word, it's an interjection, all right? An interjection, am I saying that right? All the English majors in here, uh, we've covered this before. What's an what's a interjection? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like, it, thank you, Sister Brianna, I got a, a school teacher here. Thank you, help me out. It's a word that kind of like expresses emotion. Right? There we go, ouch! Oh, that hit me hard. Oh. Uh, let me think of another. You know, I won't say that. <laughs> you know, you see something, you like, ooh, you know, ooh, you know, you know. That's a, that's an interjection. It's expressing an emotion. Or, wow, you know, you something surprised you. All right, that's an interjection. But this interjection, this starts off with, this ain't a good one. You hear that? Whoa, you know. In other words, this is not good at all. Whoa, unto you that desire the day of the Lord. Ooh, this kind of hit me. Wake up up in here. Wake up. Wake up, wake up, church. That kind of hit me hard. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? Now, I, you know, Lord, I thought I was supposed to be looking forward to the day when you come. And, and hold on before you, you know, you should. But make sure that those of us, every, what I want to say tonight is everybody talking about heaven ain't going. Hello, somebody. Wake up. That's what I'm telling you. Wake up, church. Hear this. You know, we can do a lot of heaven talk, but not always doing a lot of heaven walk. And because of that, you will not walk in. Amen. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful that you don't just talk about the coming of the Lord and you talking about the rapture and you know all these scriptures, you know, but is it going to be good for you in that day? All right. Now, listen, woe unto you the desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. As if a man did flee from a lion. You got away from the lion, but you thought, ooh, I got away from the lion. But what does it say next, y'all? But then the bear got you, all right? Or went into the house, whew, got out of trouble. You leaned on the wall, and you thought you was out of trouble. Then what happened? Then the snake bit you, all right? Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light? In other words, he's telling Israel, Israel, you thinking that you're just my children and everything's going on for you, and you're thinking that the day of the Lord is going to be favorable for you, but no, you know, not if you're not 
concerned about the things that I'm concerned about, not if you're not doing the right thing, all right? So we have to be careful. So not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it. Listen to what he says. Now, this is what, what caught me, too. Verse 21. Come on, let's dust off these old books. These, this word, it finds us. Just like I can imagine Josiah, this young king. He hears the word of the Lord. Word he hasn't seen in maybe many years. All right? And he hears the word of the Lord. Verse 21. What does the Lord say? I hate. Now, hold on. We ought to be concerned right there. Whenever you hear that the Lord hates something. That ought to woke you up. If you was about to fall asleep in here and you was holding your eyes open, and I understand what it's like when you get off a rough day, but wake up just for a second to hear this for a minute. I hate, I despise your feast days, and I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. In other words, you're going through all of this, all of these motions, and all of these type of rituals, and all these things, but I hate all that stuff. Though ye offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Mm. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs. Y'all hear this? All that singing that you're doing, all that worshiping that you're doing, all that hand clapping that you're doing, all that shouting that you're doing. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs. Notice what he called, just refers to them song. That's just a bunch of noise to me. For I will not hear the melody of thy vials. But this is what I want. You hear this in verse number 24? More than your song and your solemn assembly and your little fast day and your little prayer meeting and all these things. Listen to what I want. But let judgment run down as waters, and righteousness as a mighty stream. But let judgment, in other words, justice. How are you treating your brother and your sister? My God, don't you know that's a lot more important than, you know, than your song? You know, you might put all that rehearsal, choir members and praise team members, you might put all that rehearsal into it. But if you live in a shabby life, treating your brother and sister wrong and all the things, it ain't nothing but a bunch of noise. Amen. How many people want to offer God an acceptable sacrifice? Amen. If we're going to do it, we might as well do it, right? If we're going to come to church, we might as well come to church, right? Amen. If we're going to be saints, we might as well be for real saints. Hey man, what, what, why, why in the world, if you're going to go to hell, why go to hell from the pew? I mean, out of all the things that you could be doing right now, if you're going to go to hell, you might as well at least have a little fun. Why are you going to do all this and be here week after week after week? If you're going to be here, you might as well do this thing right. Some of you all in here, you got too much invested. Let me wake you up. You got too much invested to be playing games. Get it right. Why you still got time? My God. Somebody give God a praise right there. Thank you, Lord, for the word. I know it might have hurt, but come on. Just say ouch and give God praise. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the correction. Thank you for dusting off these old books, Lord. Thank you for the word. My God, you know, we got to get it right. And so I, when I'm reading this, I'm like, Lord, help us. You know, as we sing, as we go through, you know, and as we do all of these things, we gotta, it cannot just be a ritual. You know, it cannot just be, you know, just something we just going through the motions, just coming here and just doing this. And our heart is not in it and our heart is not right. And we're not doing what God was saying. You know, sometimes we make this thing too hard. You know, we just we end up majoring in the minors, you know, the things of little importance we make so big and the things that are important to God. We make so small. Mm, God cares about how you treat people. 
God cares about what's going on in your household and in your family. Like I said earlier today, God cares about how you treat your spouse, how, how you're treating your kids and your loved ones and the people on your job. My God. Thank you, Lord. You know, you got to be more, you know, than saints here in the church. You know, it's easy to be saved in here. Amen. But when you leave up out of here, amen, still be saved. Amen. Hey, man, don't be just mean everywhere you go and they say you go here. Please don't tell nobody you go to a cafe. Oh, please. That make me look bad. Don't, please don't tell them that. Mm -mm. You don't go here. Tell them you go somewhere else, please. Mm -mm. Tell them, tell them, I go to that church on that corner, but don't tell them what corner. Amen. <laughs> you know, these are things of heavy, of heavy weight and magnitude. And notice it's just the simple things, you know. Uh, you know, they, they over here doing all these fastings, the solemn assemblies, and, you know, practicing all the songs and everything. I said this on Sunday. I'll say it again. Yes, I'd love to have a wonderful choir. I believe we have a good choir. I'd love for the praise team to be great. I would love for the Sunday school department to be excellent. I would love for, you know, just, just to have all these wonderful services and great Bible classes. I would love to be this profound uh, preacher up here and all these things, but not if it's sacrifices what we ought to really be doing, pleasing God. Yeah. Come on. You know, in here, if it means, you know, that I'm doing all this just for my own glory, you know, my own glory, it, it, that's going to fade away. But if I bring real glory to God, that's everlasting. My God. Don't you lay up, just don't start laying up treasures on earth, you all. Let's lay up some in heaven. Do things that really matter for the kingdom. Amen? All right. Let's keep on going here on today. Now, uh, woe unto them. All right. So uh, let's go here again. Notice these words, they prompt us to make changes. Prompt us. Oh, God. Prompted Josiah to rent his garment. You know, after hearing these words, you know, from uh, Amos, it ought to prompted the children of Israel to make some changes. Unfortunately, it did not, which is why, you know, they did go off into the exile. All right. Now, listen at this. Uh, another scripture that struck my ears this week, Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 7. And boy, the Lord just switched me up all on Sunday. Mm, mm, mm. Had me having y'all back up in a, in a fellowship hall. And then I was like, Lord, all right. You know, and then I, I felt a little uncomfortable with that, believe it or not. And then uh, I got up here, had all these notes. And uh, the Lord just took the message a whole another way, you know, and I felt like I was just, you know, fumbling through the message up here. But I'm going to tell you what, you know, hey, I might not got no points for a preacher, but somebody got saved. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> hey, might not have been my best sermon, amen. But three folks went down in Jesus' name. My God. I might not have got no preaching points, amen, for those on social media, but I ain't worried about y'all know how if you didn't click like. They didn't, they didn't put no, a, a dime in my pocket or they didn't do, do nothing for me at all, amen. But if God is pleased, my God, if God says, well done, if God gives me a like or a pat on my back, I'll be satisfied, my God. Hallelujah, because it's all about what, y'all? It's all about kingdom building, amen. It ain't, it ain't about just building up the ministry of, of Jason Chambers. Amen. Y'all got my uh, face posted out up in the hallway, you know, got me up on the screen and got my name off. My government name is written all out in the corner now. Did y'all see that when you pulled in? You probably didn't even notice. They changed the sign out there and put my name out on the, 
on the lot out there. Amen. Got my whole government name out there. Amen. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. You might see me on that screen, and you might see my name out there, but this ain't about me. <laughs> this is bigger than me. Amen. This is kingdom building. This is God's work. Amen? This is about Jesus. Amen. All right. All right. And that's how you ought to feel, too. Amen. Sometimes we can get become bigwigs in ministry and all that. You know, the next thing you know, it becomes about us. Woe unto him, you know, doing all that preaching, amen, and all that teaching and doing all that good singing, amen. But all you doing is shining, and you ain't bringing glory to God. I got, I got to bring him glory. Well, I got time to bring him glory. My Lord. All right. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse 7. Let's get on down the road here. I got a lot to do, you all. Um, Y'all hold me up tonight. Amen. Got me. Hold me up. Come on here. Got me doing all these turns. By faith, Noah, being warned of God. Y'all hear that? Listen to that, 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 that word, warned of God. That gives me pause when the Lord brings us a warning. You know, when the Lord comes knocking on your door, you know, or, you know, and sometimes he just begins to give us a little, just a little hunch, spiritual hunch. You know what I'm talking about? Like a little... You need to get over it. You're doing too much. You know, hey, you, you're talking too much. Sometimes he just tell you, you need to shut up. You need to hush your mouth right now. You need to quit looking at that, you know, and then you know what we do? We ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. You better, you better stop ignoring, amen, because soon it gets a little louder in your soul, you know. And he come, come on, boy. You need to stop. Wait, what you doing, you know, and then you keep on ignoring and don't ignore it too long because it'll be too late after a while. I'm, I'm serious. You don't want to be too late. That's a, that's, a, that's a terrible thing for any of us to hear when it's too late. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's take the warnings. By faith, Noah being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, move with fear. We talked about that earlier. We ought to have a healthy dose of that. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is of faith. Amen. All right. Being warned of God. All right. Let's go on back here. Uh, let's pick up that story. Let's go to the, to the original uh, writing of that story. The Hebrew writer uh, is just picking it up from the Torah, from the five, first five books. In this case, Genesis. Let's go back to the book of Genesis. Chapter number, well, let's go back a little bit before Noah. Boy, it's so funny how things just all of a sudden just turn real quick. Uh, let's go to Genesis chapter number two. Am I doing all right tonight? Yeah. All right, good. All right. Two and verse number uh, 18. Let's do that. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make uh, a help me for him. And out of the ground of uh, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air. We know he created everything. And brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. He gave Adam dominion, all right? And Adam, and it's so, it's so crazy how we've sacrificed a lot of the dominion, amen, that we've had because of us getting off um, and getting out of, this, out of step with God. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field, 
But for Adam, there was not found a help meet for him. So God had created all living things. We know I, I can go back in the beginning, you know, and he says, and it is good, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. And so finally he gets down to man, all right? And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Look at God, how beautifully he does that. Make something just special, just for you. Amen. And that's why we ought to treat, you treat your wife right. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. All right. Now, um, all right. So we're going over here. And they were both naked and the man and the wife and they were not ashamed. All right. All these things. Now, um, where do I want now? Let's see. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm coming. Y'all hold me up tonight. It's y'all fault. Uh, <laughs> Where am I going with that? Where, why in the world did I even read that? Um, now, what I want to just show in that in, in Genesis chapter number two is just everything was just so perfect. The man and his woman in this beautiful paradise together. Ooh, come on, baby. Let's go somewhere. Where's Mike at? Give me a plane ticket. Let's go somewhere. <laughs> Ain't that nice? The man and his woman and they in paradise. And we got the young folks out of here and they was naked. Mm. They was married. Why y'all quiet? <laughs> wait, hey, hold on, women. Y'all grown, right? Amen. That's beautiful. Now, let me say this. Hey, why y'all so quiet? That's a beautiful thing. I, I would, let me even, because y'all stay so quiet, now I got to go further. Y'all should have said something. Y'all could have saved the day. <laughs> now I'm risking my whole career on what I'm about to say. But, you know, I'm going to say this. Sex is a, is a beautiful thing. As long as it's just, listen, I, I, tell, I told the young people before this, just like water. Water is a beautiful thing. How many people love water? I mean, when you go out there, I love being by the water and seeing the water, seeing the ocean, and seeing ponds and things like that. You know, it's time out for the church. I was so quiet about subjects like this. You know, and then the kids go to school, they're hearing everything because y'all just so scared to say something in church. Come on, grow up. But, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Just like water is a beautiful thing. And this is how it becomes ugly is when it gets out of the, bond, the boundaries that God has intended for. Now, you already know, when it starts flooding over them boundaries, then that's when it can start killing folks, destroying lives and all them things. When all the rains come and it floods and big tsunamis and things like that. But as long as it's in the boundaries, it's a beautiful thing. And as long as you do it God's way, it can be a beautiful thing. It don't matter be something we embarrassed to talk about and all them type of It's a beautiful thing. That's how y'all got here. All right? Amen. All right. So, you know, we in this paradise together. You know, it can be. And I'm going to say this. I told y'all I was going to take a couple of commercial breaks. Uh, it can be a beautiful thing. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this back to my attention. It's a beautiful thing when it's in the boundaries, but it gets ugly when it uh, floods over. And married folks, it'll get even ugly. it get real ugly when it dries up, too. Marinating that. Sit there and think about it. <laughs> I insert long pause for effect. When it dries up and ain't no romance no more. And everybody always, you know, you over there always in your Bible. You know, and come on. There got to be something. 
You know, there's, there, there ought to be a, a, a beautiful romance and a beautiful relationship between a man and a woman. I'm glad I got some amen so I can stop. <laughs> amen. I, I, I just narrowly made it out of that. <laughs> well, you better address these issues. I mean, because I, I've been a pastor just a short time and already in my office. So I, I, I want to deal with these issues because these issues are dealing with us. Why are we so quiet? All right. All right. Amen. All right, here we go. Now, let me keep on going. Lord, I got uh, already, I got, I got a little too pastoral. It's too early on for y'all. Yeah, he ain't got installed yet already. Saying it. He, he's saying that three-letter three word. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, come on. Y'all hold me up tonight. Y'all supposed to be down the road. Y'all playing games. All right, here we go. Now, so it was a beautiful thing. This man and this woman in paradise, oh, just enjoying themselves in beautiful glory, but all of a sudden, sin comes his way of just messing everything up. Mm. And, and check it out how ugly it got so quick. I mean, we go over here from, we in Genesis chapter what now? Now let's go over here to Genesis chapter number six. I mean, you just turn a few pages over. Well, sin has a way of just messing stuff up, and it has a way of messing it up real, real quick. And it got a way of taking you further than you ever thought you would go. Amen. Like the old folks said, it'll keep you longer than you want to be kept. Come on here. That's why we better stay in the boundaries that God has set. Amen. And if you do it God's way, it'll turn out all right. All right. I help somebody anyhow. All right. Okay. Uh, Genesis chapter number 6 and verse number 1 and 2. And it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth. Look at this, what happened. People start to multiply and daughters were born unto them. Amen. So now we've already got Adam and Eve. They got kicked out of the garden. You know the story. Had sin and all these things. And we already know the story about Cain, how he slew Abel and all these things. And just sin began to get just waxed worse and worse. And just spinning out of control, humanity was just on a, a, a runaway train here. All right? Just a couple chapters over. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. And they took them wise of all which they chose. All right, now let's talk about that for a minute. Now there's a whole lot of different trains of thought on this particular scripture. Uh, verse number two. The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were very fair. Now, there's one train of thought, I believe, that the uh, sons of God, let me say this carefully, sons of God um, were like maybe uh, Seth's sons or something. I don't know. And the daughters of, uh, daughters of men were maybe Cain's. Or, you know, they were just saying this is humanity. Then there's a whole other train of thought um, that says that these were actually angels who were coming down, fallen angels, maybe demons, if you will, who were actually intermixing with humanity. Study it out for yourself and come back and, and check it out. All right, I'm putting it out there. Elder White, yes, sir. Actually, we had this study before the Bible didn't. Okay. All right. All right. 
All right, so somebody's out of step here. All right, it's some, it's some, it's some, I'll put it like this. Now, y'all, there's biblical scholars, you go home and study what Brother White said, but here's what I'm going to say. It was some weird stuff going on. <laughs> it was some strange stuff that was going on, some weird stuff. Someone right. It was out of bounds. We'll put it like that. All right. Verse number three. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with men. Mm -mm -mm. In other words, God's saying, I'm not going to always tolerate this. And that's why when you hear the Lord knocking on your door, you ought to answer. And you ought to respond with a yes, because he ain't going to always just stay knocking. All right? He's not going to always just strive with men and just try to wrestle you down all the time and drag you to the altar. When you hear God calling your voice, oh, I'm so glad to see that young lady respond to the call on Sunday. That was just beautiful. Amen. Just to see her going down and everybody was just doing the work of a part-time evangelist, just checking your role. Roll check. How many did a roll check? And we just start checking roles, just checking everybody out. You baptized and doing it in a friendly way. You know, we ain't trying to push it down somebody's throat. You better get baptized. None of that. You can't force nobody down because if you force them down, they're going to go down with a, a dry devil and come up a wet one. You know, you got to allow these people, amen, to teach them, amen, and cause them to repent. There's got to be something within them that wants to make a change. All right. And so, but anyway, to hear her and just to see her respond, you know, beautiful thing. Amen. Because God will not always strive. All right. Where are we at? Still in verse number three. My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be in 120 years. All right? Verse number four, there were giants in the, in the, in the earth in those days. Y'all hear that? There's some weird stuff going on. Some stuff that was out of bounds. It was some unnatural stuff that was going on. With giant, you got giants in the land and all this type of stuff. This ain't even supposed to be in the genetic pool. You know, this is just some, mm, some off stuff, you know, that's going on. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. All right? And God, now verse number five. God saw all the weird stuff that was going on, even if I don't have that just quite right, and you are more scholarly than I am, that's fine, but we know that God saw there was some wickedness going on in the world. We can all agree on that, right? All right, good. We all agree. We all on one page. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Everything that you're thinking about. You're not even wavering. You know, there's some of us, we go, okay, you had a good day and a bad day. But it's like every time, I mean, I'm not going to always strive with you because that's every thought that you have is just evil and it's continually. It don't just stop and pause. It's just ongoing evil. You wake up evil, go to bed evil, and take your lunch break evil too. All right? That ain't right. <laughs> some ain't right about that. <laughs> and it repented, Woo. the Lord, that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. Oh, you know, we don't, this is one thing that we don't want to do. We don't want to grieve God with our very existence. Hmm. You know, all of us parents, in the, raise your hand, parents in the room. You know, it, when you see your child, you want to see some things that you've instilled in them. Am I right? You want to see, all right, when you see them doing something well or having manners, you can see, Look at yourself. Or you get, it's like a reflection of your parenting. 
And you say, well, you know, thank God we established that. We put that inside of them. You know, it does my heart good to hear my children every now and then say please and thank you. You know, and they remember to say that. I give them something, you know, even little Nathan, please, please, please. I'm, that's good, all right? And thank you, thank you. That's what he's saying now. You know, that's a good thing, saying those things. All right, because it makes me look at them and it makes me smile. It makes me think, wow, you're finally getting this. But when our Heavenly Father looks at us, he ought to see some things that he's instilled in us. He ought to see some goodness. He ought to see some morality. He ought to see some concern for our brothers and sisters. He ought to see some love. He ought to see some of these spiritual fruits, some of those spiritual fruits that you have. Amen. It ought to be evident by the way that you live. He ought to be able to not just hear you say it. He ought to be able to see the works. Amen. To come out of you. A lot of us talk about it. Amen. But he ought to see you doing it. All right. So. All right, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. We're going to just read for a little while on tonight. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping things. Boy, when daddy gets mad. Mm, mm, mm. And the fowls of the air, for repenteth me that I have made them. Anybody got a real, had a real daddy growing up in your house? When daddy got mad, boy, that was something else. <laughs> Y'all know, everybody don't know about that. One thing for mama to get mad, but when daddy get mad, <laughs> you know, woo, old Robert Chambers, amen. <laughs> My mama over there just sitting quiet, but my daddy had a way. He shut that house down. You know, he had a way, you know, about him when he got mad. Woo. Mm. All right, moving on here. Let's keep on going. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Mm. God mad at everybody. Seem like the whole world is going down. It seemed like the cat. I'm gonna get rid of the cattle. I'm look what he says. Let's go back to verse seven. The Lord said, I will destroy man who I have created from the face of both man. I'm mad at man, beast, creeping thing, fat, the beast, and what the little bugs. I mean, Lord, could you spare the bugs? But no, I, even the creeping things. All right, and the fowls of the air for repenteth me that I have, have made man or made them. But Noah, mm, but there was one. That God thought he could work with. Woo! I wonder if there's anybody want to be that one. God, you can work with me. You can work with me, Lord. I know there have been some times that I've been in the air, you know. I listen, you know, Noah was an upright man, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going back just, you know, all the scripture says that all have sinned and come short of the glory. So I think I'm safe to say that Noah probably could look back over his years and find some fault even within himself. But maybe there was something that Noah said, Lord, you can work with me. Now, as we start just kind of uh, do a little inventory check right now over your own life, your own existence, how you've been walking right now. I'm hoping that something is on the inside of you that says, Lord, you can work with me. Lord, there might have been some wrong that I've done. There might have been some wrong turns that I've made. There have been some times that my mind has wondered. Maybe my mouth has said the wrong thing from time to time. But Lord, Lord, if I hear you knocking on my door, if I hear you sending warning to the man of God, Lord, I'll be that one that you can work with. Amen. Now to enter in your name in, in this uh, particular text. And, and Jason found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I, I want some grace. I want, anybody want some mercy? Let me see your hands if you want some mercy. Amen. You want some grace? Let me see that show of hands. You want mercy and grace? Ooh, look at everybody's hand, but are you willing to show it? That, that was enough. I don't, I don't even have to harp on that. You willing to show it? You willing to give it? When somebody on your nerves? When somebody messed up? When somebody made a mistake? 
When somebody just seemed like they just, ooh, what, can't get it together. Right. You ever dealt with one of those? Oh. Ooh. Mm. You ever just cleaned up after somebody, especially with kids? Ooh, yes, God, I was just cleaning up, 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 cleaning up. Then they eventually start getting better. You start teaching them and put something down in them. They're getting better, but then they still ain't got it together. So you still in some way clean up, clean up, clean up, clean up, clean up. Then you start seeing them growing. But let me tell you that, you know, while you know, while you worried about everybody else, that's what God's been doing for you. <laughs> he just keep on cleaning you up, cleaning you up, cleaning you up, cleaning you up, cleaning, patting you on your back, getting you back up, wiping you down, wiping your, wiping your nose, your little sticky hands all the time. God's doing those things for you. You know why? Because he wants you to make it. It's not his will that any should perish. My God wants everybody to come to repentance. Wants everybody to get washed in his blood. My God. I'll tell you this, you ain't going to make it in and of yourself no how. <laughs> You're going to need Jesus. Woo, you're going to need a savior. Oh, I hope that you ain't silly enough to stand before God on your own. Oh, please don't do that to yourself. Don't get up in heaven and just be like, well, Lord, I, 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 you better be like, gee, the, the blood, of, I plead the blood. Jesus, I, you know, you ought, to, you, you ought to make sure that you have Jesus as your advocate. You better get him on your side. Don't go up there and try to stand before this heavenly father. You better have Jesus on your side. My God. Anybody got their faith and their hope, not in their own works of righteousness, but in the righteousness and in the works of Jesus Christ, the work that he did at Calvary. My God, somebody right there, insert a praise. Thank God for Jesus. And his precious shed I ain't talking about just you out here just living an old shabby life. I'm not talking about that at all. But I mean, you in, on your best day, you still need Jesus. Woo! Oh! My God, when you got an A plus day, you done did everything you ought to do. You still need Jesus. My God, your righteousness, you try, don't you try to hold up your righteousness before God. Woo, you better come and you better make sure that you are in Christ. Hallelujah. That's the only way any of us are going to make it. My God, if any man be in self, he's a new, no, if any man be in come on, he's a new creature. Amen. You better get out of yourself and your works. Amen. You better get in Christ. Because that's the only way you're going to make it. All right. Oh, he doing, that boy doing good tonight. Lord have mercy. I think I recovered from that little conversation that we had earlier. Woo, y'all forgave me already. <laughs> y'all said, go and sin no more, Brother Jason. Telling him, telling him, getting all in our houses and things. They've been talking about us being dried up. Lord have mercy. <laughs> It's truth anyhow. I'm just trying to help you. Take it or leave it. Amen. Amen. Take, take it or leave it. And then when you come in my office, you're going to get the same thing. <laughs> you know, seriously. Must we just spend time together, love each other, treat each other right. Amen. 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 A little double devilish ain't hurt nobody. Amen. <laughs> All right. Now you got to gotta know your words and get to catch that one. All right. Amen. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right. Let's stop being silly. Let's go. But this is for real. This is this is God's word. All right, um, we doing good anyhow. Let's see here. Where were we at back here? In uh, mm, mm, mm. verse number eight, and no found grace. Yes, in the eyes of the Lord. All right. Now it goes on here. It talks about the generations and about all the things that the animals had done, and then, you know they took two of a kind. You know, the Lord brings them in. Um, 
chapter number seven, we can go into. I really want to just kind of keep on going through this a little bit, but we have, might have to skim to get through this. Only got a couple minutes or 15 minutes left. And the Lord, I mean, chapter seven, let's go ahead and go over to verse seven, see what nuggets we can dig out of this. And the Lord said unto Noah, come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee um, have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Now listen at this. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. Now notice how he does that, male and female. And of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and his female, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. All right? Now, verse 5 is really what I want. And what's it say? Stop. Oh, I feel like Bishop right now. Y'all going too fast. And what does it say again? And Noah what? And Noah did. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. Amen? Now, if I was going to ask you all, what word in there stands out to you? Noah really did it. And, not, and, not, and also, what'd you say? All. all. He did all that the Lord commanded him. He didn't take no shortcuts and say, well, you said seven. I'm going to go ahead and get five, you know. Well, you know, these two over here, they're cute. We'll get these two. No, no, he did exactly what the Lord told him. Now, I think it would be in our best interest to go ahead and do what God has told us to do and to do all of it. Amen. All right. And over and over again, I, I saw that as I was studying this. Um, let's see this. This is another place I believe in the scripture where it says that Noah did all. Noah did all. Amen. Um, I believe there's another place in there where it says that that stood out to me. All right. So he gets these uh, these commandments from the Lord. Um, to build this boat. Um, and now check this out. In this verse number 11, let's go on down there. Uh, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventh day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah, Shem and Ham and Jepheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind. And all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And every fowl after his kind. Every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark two and two of all flesh wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in went in male and female all flesh. Of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Y'all hear that? The Lord put him in there and shut him in there. Somebody say, just stay in the ark, stay in the boat, stay in the ship. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. Amen? All right. All this. So Noah's in this ark. Mm -mm. Let me read on down here just for a minute. Uh, mm -mm. Noah's in this ark. And they went in Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh. And the safe same day entered Noah. I'm going back. Let me just let me kind of just review this for a minute in my own mind right now. Give me just a second here. All right, verse where are we at? Verse number 17. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth, and the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered, and all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts and of 
creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man. That ought to get our attention. God's not playing. Y'all hear that? Sincerely, God's not playing. All in whose nostrils was in was the breath of life. Of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living th- substance was destroyed, which is upon the face, or face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive. My God, and Noah found grace. Mm. I'll be the one, Lord, that you can work with. Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. Anybody glad to be in the ark? Amen. Anybody glad to be in the church today? My God, and the waters prevailed upon the earth 150 days. My God. You know, I'm so glad. I don't know about you all, but I'm, I'm over here to stay. Whether y'all like me or not, I guess you're just going to scoot over and just not like me. You don't have to deal with me. <laughs> I'm over here to stay. Sister Sierra, I see you laughing, but come on here. I'm over here to stay. You just going to have to deal with Brother Jason. <laughs> Boy, if I do, you know, listen, it's one thing. If you know you're in a safe place, if it was uh, really for real coming down outside, I mean, if it was coming down something terrible outside and you saw a tornado and uh, winds out there, you know, and all kind of mess going on outside. It's hailing big old, you know, softball-sized hail coming down and tornado around. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. It don't matter if that person that you don't like is here. <laughs> it don't matter if somebody don't smell so fresh. Boy, if you're in a place of safety, I'm going to tell you what. Ain't nobody going to take your seat. Mm-mm-mm. But it is so funny how we can see so much stuff going on out in the world today and we still just give up our seat. My God. As in the days of Noah, said Jesus Christ, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Lord. All right, somebody find that for me. Let's go over here uh, in, the, in the scripture right now. Let's go over to the New Testament. Where's that at? As in the days of Noah, where's that? Matthew? Thank you, sir. Hmm? 24 and 37. I think that's out. It's 24 and 37. I have written down. Matthew 24 and 37. But as the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Check this out. Verse number 38. Jesus is coming, somebody. Jesus is coming, church. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking Marrying and giving in marriage until the days that Noah entered in the ark. In other words, life was just going on as it always had and was just going on. Now, y'all hear that? Now, uh, check this out. Now, Genesis 6 and 1. Put that up on the screen for me real quick. All right. Now, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Lord. Now, there was, today, wouldn't we all agree that there is an exploding population of people? I mean, people just booming, babies all over the place and all these things, and people being born, our population is expanding, all right? Genesis 6 and 1, and it came to pass that men began to multiply on the face of the earth. They was doing that back then, too, people having lots of babies, all right? Um, would you not agree that there was, there is sexual perversion in the land on today? Go over to Genesis 6 and 2 right now, Genesis 6 and 2. That the sons of God saw all the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of which they chose. That was sexual perversion back in those days as well. Demonic activity is around today. There was stuff. There was weird stuff back then, and check this out. There's weird stuff going on today. 
Amen. As in the days of Noah. Do you see the correlation that I'm trying to draw here? Like it was back then in Noah's day, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Lord. It's time to wake up, church. Time to play. Stop playing games. Time to get your house in order. Time to get on the boat. Time to get on board with the church. Time to stop sinning. Time to repent of your sins. Time to get things together. Amen. 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 Born is coming before destruction. Amen. Uh, would you agree it's, it's evil even in the heart of men on today? Go to Genesis 6 and 5. Let's go back. Let's just have a quick review. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. I mean, don't that sound even just vaguely familiar with some of the stuff that we've got going on, on today? I mean, it's concerning. Amen. Uh, would you believe, would you agree there's widespread corruption in the land today? Go to Genesis chapter 6, verse number 11. Let's see what that says. 6 and 11. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Every time you hear somebody shooting somebody else. I mean, you're scared to even go down to Walmart. I, oh, stop going to Lafayette Road, Walmart? No. I, I, boy. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to, I'm just keeping that and going over to Meyer or something, going down to Brownsburg. Boy, y'all doing too much around here. <laughs> you know, you go go at 8 in the morning, boy, I'm telling you. Boy, this lady set me straight, boy. <laughs> I, this lady, boy, had a bonnet on, and I knew when she, when I saw that bonnet and the pajamas, I knew to stay out of her way. Boy, all I wanted to do was just move my car, and she had her daughter getting them groceries out, you know, had her big old cart squashed between, and she was just taking her time putting them groceries in the car. And I thought for sure that she would just have, give me a little grace just to get out of there. Boy, she, I started pulling back. I said, I even stopped out of the window. I let her know, I'm going to come on back. You will, you wait. You going to wait. Yes, you will wait. <laughs> Boy, you set me straight. She set me straight. Boy, these people are playing today, you know what? Yeah, I didn't know what she had under that bonnet. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, seriously. Listen, I, I you know, listen, I, and I apologize. I, I, I have a, a sense of humor that I cannot turn off. I do. It just it spills out of me. I'm so sorry. But listen, I hope you hear the seriousness of this. I mean, I mean come on. The, 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 the devil ain't playing. Amen? Amen? He's playing for keeps. You up here just flirting around with him. I'd leave him alone if I was you. I, would, I wouldn't be out here flirting with the enemy right now. I wouldn't be out here playing games right now. Amen. I'd wake up if I was you. Come on. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be. He's coming, church. Jesus is coming, church. I just want to be one more. Amen. To wake you up. I know you heard it from Mama. I know you heard it from Daddy. I know you heard it from Bishop Bird. But now you're going to hear it from Pastor Chambers. Jesus is coming. Get ready. Come on, church. Hallelujah to God. We got to get up. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, Shama. If it was any time, if there was ever a time you need to get on board with the church, now is the time. I know everything ain't peachy cream around here. I know there's some difficult people that you might have to deal with. I know there might be some church hurt along the way, but get your little hurt self in here and get on board. Amen. Amen. You might have to cry. You might get hurt sometimes, but if you make heaven, won't it be worth it all? Want to be worth a little hurt? Come on, amen. Don't you know there's a real hell that's going to hurt a lot more than a little bit of church hurt? There's a real hell. Amen. And the fire and the heat, it won't let up. Amen. I'm 
can get you. You don't have, that was not designed. That's not God's intent for you. It's not his will that any should perish. Come on and get on board the boat while you got time. My God. My, my, my. Just trying to help somebody. Hallelujah. Oh, Sire, God, I feel your presence. Higher, God, I feel your anointing, God. I feel your warning, God, for somebody, Lord. Help this church, God. Help us, Lord. Father, Lord God, I'm grateful, Lord Jesus. From this little space of time, you've allowed me to be pastor, Lord God. Lord God, but you might even come today, Lord. Father, Lord God, they got an installation service plan, but we might not even make it to the installation, my God. You don't know when God's going to crack the sky. Get ready, get ready, get ready. My God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, some of the time we're planning things and all these things, you don't know when Jesus is going to come. Get ready, church. Get ready, my God. I might just have a little short space of time, my God, before God cracks the sky. I might not even make it a year as the pastor. Who knows? You know, Jesus might come. we got to be ready. He can come any day. He can come any hour. Come on. Repent of your sins. Let him go. Let him go. It's not worth it. He's not worth it. She's not worth it. Come on. The all is not worth it. The bitterness is not worth it. It's not worth you missing out. Oh, Ooh, God. My God. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Help somebody just to get on board. Get on board, get on board, get in the ark of safety. You don't have to lose your soul. My God, thank you, Lord. Come on, church, one more time. Let's just entertain the presence of the Lord with our worship and our praise. God, we thank you for the warning. God, I thank you. It might have hurt, Lord. We might have got another ouch tonight, God, but we thank you, Lord, for the wake-up call. Thank you for waking up my soul, God. Thank you for getting us out of the slumber, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for calling our attention back to the reason why we're here, to get ready for your soon return, God. We bless you. We appreciate you, God. Father, we won't turn our nose up at the warning, God. Father, we will get our house in order in Jesus' name. Now, take those same hands and one more time praise his name.
Come on, church, you just take your time. That's all right. Don't let the prayer stop. Just pray about you one more time. We ain't, ain't going to have no altar call tonight. This whole place is just an altar. Amen. Right now, in Jesus' name. Father, Lord God, I pray about me. Come on, just pray about yourself right now. Everybody worry about you right now. Come on, it don't matter if you're an elder, if it don't matter if you're a deacon. It don't matter who you are, what position you hold. Come on, just right now, let's just do it. Just a self-analysis. Lord, I want to be saved, God. Lord, I want to find grace. Lord, God, you can work with me, Lord. You can work with me, Lord. I'm willing to change, God. I'm willing, Lord, to stop. Whatever I got to do, whatever I got to give up, Lord, I don't want to miss out, Lord. We repent, Lord, as a church. We repent as a people, God. Help us, Lord God, to do what you would want us to do. Help us to do all the things you have us to do. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless your name. And we thank you for your word one more time. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. If there is somebody on tonight, it's all right. It's all right. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Can hear my voice, it's not too late.